At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Getting you ready for the day in sports betting, this is Point Spread Sunday on VSAN, the sports betting network. Welcome into Point Spread Sunday here on VEASAN, where we wrap up conference tournament play in college basketball. Look forward to March Madness and the release of the bracket this evening as well. we got some NBA action to get to, and we'll even take a trip to the ice. Welcome in again. I'm Mark Zeno. Thank you so much for joining me this Sunday morning as we get ready for March Madness. Adam Trigger of Wager Talk will join us later on in the show as we'll look at the rest of the slate of college games today. Only five of them set up. We'll also look towards the NFL, some futures, and the with Eric Edholm of Yahoo Sports. And we certainly appreciate you joining us here on VEASAN, the sports betting network. So much to do here on this Sunday morning as we get set for the final five games of the college basketball season before we get to the NCAA tournament. And let's get a quick recap of the games that went through yesterday, some upsets and some big games, particularly in the SEC as Tennessee knocks off Kentucky and moves on to the SEC final today against AM, who upset Arkansas as AM's run continues right now. AM looking like the last team in the tournament, according to Joe Lenardi and his bracketology. Uh, but this should be set up for a very interesting matchup here today in the SEC final between two very defensive-minded teams uh, and what could be a very low-scoring battle. But also for me, I'm going to back Tennessee today because I feel like they are a team of destiny at this point in time. Uh, and they're laying a pretty substantial number, all things considered, uh, where they are given their win yesterday over Kentucky where they were catching points. And so uh, Tennessee and Rick Barnes in the SEC final today. Another upset last night in the ACC final 
as Virginia Tech punches their ticket to the dance. Officially a team that was on the bubble, now in after defeating Duke uh, and denying Mike Krzyzewski a ACC title uh, in his final year as head coach. And credit to Virginia Tech, they have really silenced all doubters from the the uh, buzzer beater shot they made against Clemson, which again, I mean, it's it's one of those quirky situations where if they don't make that buzzer beater, they're not even in this spot right now, and they're probably not in the tournament, but they go on really a magical run uh, and end up knocking off Duke to win the ACC title. Mike Young, the head coach of the Hokies, has certainly put together a squad that may make some noise in the tournament and watch where their seating is because that's a team that probably will be catching points in certainly a favorable spot. But, you know, again, Duke now probably relegated to a two seed uh, as they will head to the NCAA tournament as well. Uh, Kansas wins the Big 12 over Texas Tech uh, in pretty convincing fashion yesterday. So it was kind of surprising uh, to see Kansas play so I shouldn't say it was surprising to see Kansas play so well. I guess it was just surprising in the sense that Kansas really hasn't been a great spread team all year long. Um, and, and really through the latter part of the Big 12 schedule, they haven't dominated a lot of teams. Uh, going back to their loss against Baylor uh, about two weeks ago. So nonetheless, Kansas gets in. You know, you look at the rest of the uh, games from yesterday that really were standout games to me. Um, when you when you kind of go down the, the uh, slate, Arizona dominates uh, and finishes off UCLA uh, with an eight-point win, a 49-point second half for the Wildcats uh, without one of their best players in Kirk Creesa that uh, w- was – you know, a guy that they haven't needed for the rest of the tournament. They expect him to be back for the NCAA tournament, of course. But Arizona firmly locks themselves on the one line with the Pac-12 championship. Villanova wins the uh, the Big East in a, in a typical Villanova game where they didn't even get to 100 points. Or I'm sorry, they just got to 100 points at 102 points. But, you know, 54-48 the final there. Uh, Creighton. I think they're going in one of the bubble teams right now, but they should be in the NCAA tournament. Um, and Houston takes care of Tulane. They move on to the final today against Memphis in Conference USA. Oh, I'm sorry, the American, rather. And uh, they dominate Tulane, win by 20 in that game. And they'll take on a Memphis team right now that has beaten Houston twice already this year. And then finally, it was in the Big Ten where Purdue takes care of Michigan State and Iowa beats Indiana. Uh, Purdue covers. Iowa does not. Um, yeah. I'm sorry. Purdue does not cover, rather. Uh, Iowa doesn't cover either. So both of these teams heading into the Big Ten final today, uh, two very offensive-minded teams, two teams that are sort of suspect on defense. Um, we should expect a high-scoring affair in the Big Ten final today. So let's get a quick look at all the games for this afternoon. We'll start in the SEC between Tennessee and and Texas A&M, where Tennessee's laying six and a half. I think the line in certain spots has moved to seven. Shop around, but you're getting a low total of 130 and a half. You get A&M coming in on a 7-0 ATS run. Uh, Tennessee has won their last six, four and two against the number. Tennessee is also 11 and one straight up over their last 12. And in that span, their defense has only given up more than 70 just twice. Once to Arkansas, the team that A&M just eliminated, and to a and themselves at the start of that 11-1 straight-up run uh, where the only loss that Tennessee took was to Arkansas. Uh, it was a 90-80 to final that Tennessee beat a and And I'm not sure that really foreshadows uh, how this game will play out today because it was certainly a lot more high-scoring than these two defenses would normally allow. And is on a 15—this is straight-up runs. They started the season 15-2. and 
They went one and eight over their next nine games. They've now gone seven and zero straight up and against the number in their last seven games. So A and M certainly coming in very hot. Number four in America in steals. Um, this is a Tennessee team that is one of the best defensive teams in the nation. When we talked yesterday with Chris Thurston of Wager Talk, he thought that A and M was playing the best defense of anybody uh, in America, and so. You know, this is a spot where you get these two defensive-minded teams here uh, and, and a total that it says that these two teams should keep this number uh, in the 120s. Both these teams should score in the 160s. I just got too much love for Tennessee at this point in time. I'm going to back them. I'm going to lay the six-and-a-half points. Uh, Rick Barnes, you know, again, vindication for a guy like him who's been so much maligned for not being able to get it done. Clearly, he's still got to do it in the NCAA tournament. That's kind of been the knock against Rick Barnes, that he's always been knocked out in the first or second round here. Um, but this is a Tennessee offense now that's also playing really well. Um, they've only scored less than 70 in that 12-game run just three times, once to Kentucky, uh, once to Auburn, and in their loss to Arkansas when they lost 58-48. So it's not only that their defense is playing at a high level, their offense is playing at a high level as well. And you talk about A&M being so good taking away the basketball. Conversely, Tennessee is one of the best teams in America at not allowing steals on the offensive side of the ball. So, you know, you get a real good matchup here. It should be a fun one, an interesting one. But I can back the volunteers here to cut down the nets. I got a lot of confidence in this team. They're playing really well right now. And you're probably getting a little bit of a shorter number because of this this seven and O ATS run that AM is on. So I'm gonna back the volunteers, lay the six and a half points here in the SEC final. Over to the Big Ten final between Iowa and Purdue. Purdue minus one and a total of 148. Two top ten offenses. Purdue number four in the nation, averaging 84 points per game. And uh I'm sorry, Iowa number four, averaging 84 points per game, and Purdue number 10 at 80 points per game. Purdue is 0-9 in their last nine games against the number. Iowa just had their 5-0 ATS run snapped with their three-point win yesterday over Indiana. They were favored by six. They did not cover. Um, you give Purdue the edge on defense in this game. Uh, they only give up 68 points per game, uh, and you give Iowa the edge on offense. Uh, obviously, just because of, of where they are at 84 points per game. Purdue has size and a rebounding advantage, uh, and I think that's super important uh, in this game. Purdue is the number three three-point shooting team in America at 39.6%. Iowa, uh, no slouch themselves, 35th in America in three-point field goal percentage, and they average just under 37%. So I don't see any reason to fight the over in this game. Uh, when I get this spot, and it's been pretty successful all year long when you get these two high-scoring teams, don't look for reasons that the game will go under. Buy into the over and do it. I mean, 80 to 70 gets you home. Uh, it shouldn't surprise anybody if that's the final of this game. And although a lot of the numbers and the metrics say to take Iowa here, uh, you know, I, I just I think there's two things that are paramount. One, you're getting Purdue uh, in a buy low spot because of this against the spread run that they're on. This is the lowest number you're going to see if you've seen for Purdue in quite some time. Because they can score so well, they've been favored by large chunks against other teams. Part of the reason that they haven't been covering. All they got to do is win this thing, and you're going to get home uh, as far as cashing a ticket is concerned. So it's a great spot to buy against uh, a, or buy low against a team that, that hasn't really gotten betters to the window as of late. Uh, so I think you could do that with Purdue here. And the size and the rebounding advantage to me is another thing for for this Purdue team. 
with Zach Eady in the middle. Jaden Ivey is a great point guard. I've talked so much about as you get to the conference tournaments and the NCAA tournament about guard play and defense. That's where Purdue has an advantage and on the rebounding. So, uh, again, I'll as much as the metrics say go Iowa, I'm going to lay the one point with Purdue here. Uh, finally, Memphis and Houston. There are two more games, Richmond and Davidson in the A-10 and Yale and Princeton in uh, in the Ivy. But Memphis and Houston here. Houston laying three and a half, a total of 133. Memphis won both of the regular season games, and you took a high-scoring offense like Houston and held them to 61 points and 59 points in the two meetings. Memphis is 10-2 and two against the spread coming into the game over the last 12. Houston 8-4 and four against the number over their last 12. You know, it's easy to jump on Houston here. Uh, and, you know, sometimes we go to that old football adage. Hardest thing to do is beat the same team three times in a season. Uh, we used to say that about football games, right, when two teams face each other in the division uh, during the season and then the playoffs. Uh, Houston is the better team here. Uh, Memphis is going to the uh, but, you know, I think Memphis is probably a little bit more of the motivated team right now. Uh, and so I'll take the points with Memphis here in this spot, not worry about them trying to beat this team three times in a row uh, during the season. Again, Houston had two big numbers to lay in the first two rounds of the tournament. They're on a short number here. People will try to take advantage of that. And I certainly understand why. Uh, but I think Memphis sort of has their number here. I can take the three and a half points with the Memphis Tigers in the American. All right. Uh, so much more to do here. We have got plenty more ahead of us here on point spread Saturday coming up next. Uh, we'll get back to the NFL uh, as the news continues to churn signing starting to happen. What are the odds for each of these teams win their respective divisions? So much more to come here. I'm Mark Zeno. Appreciate you joining me here on point spread Sunday on Beeson, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. 
Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Point Spread Sunday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Game on. Play the Yingling bracket battle and bring the goods. Make your college hoops picks before the tournament's first tip-off and take a free shot at a share of $60,000 in cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Yingling now to join the action. Yingling, logger up and bring the goods. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Welcome back into Point Spread Sunday. I'm Mark Zeno. Appreciate you starting your Sunday morning with us here as we wrap up conference championships in the NCAA and look forward to the NCAA tournament at the top of next hour. We'll take a look at uh, the brackets and the possible seedings for everybody. Possible first-round matchups as we get selection Sunday coming up this evening at 6 p.m. Eastern. Make sure you stay locked right here in Division 4. All of the coverage right as the brackets are released this evening. We'll have plenty of coverage for you guys all free on vcin.com. All right, uh, away from college basketball, let's get back to the NFL as we've seen moves from this week happen. Russell Wilson now to the Broncos. Carson Wentz, part of the Washington Commanders. Uh, Aaron Rodgers back in Green Bay. And we're all waiting to see what happens with Deshaun Watson uh, and, and places you can possibly get ahead of. Right now is the Panthers, I think, are installed as a two-to-one favorite as the team likely to land Deshaun Watson. And you have to wonder for a moment, you know, what that price tag is going to be. Will it get to three first-round picks for Deshaun Watson? Uh, you have to wonder if someone's really going to pay that hefty of a price. And certainly you can understand why. But again, remember, we haven't seen Deshaun Watson throw football in the NFL in over a year. So uh, this is going to be a long, uh, you know, I, I shouldn't say it's going to be a long process for him to get traded, but I think this is going to be a situation where um, it could drag out as teams may be skittish unless they come with an overwhelming offer from the start. I think the Texans will hold out as long as they can for the very, very best offer. But let's take a look at some of the division odds here after some of the things that have moved around. Um, you look at particularly the start in the AFC South with the Titans uh, and and the Colts, the Jaguars, and the Texans here. The Colts is still at plus 140. Um, they don't have a quarterback right now other than Jacoby Brissett on their roster. So uh, this is an interesting spot for them because we'll have to wait and see what they do. The rumors fly that they could go after Jimmy G. 
Um, you know, and, and there's an interesting carousel, too, of events when you say the 49ers get rid of Jimmy G. Uh, Mike Florio, pro football talk, was opining that he thinks that Brady would end up on the 49ers at that point in time uh, if that happens and come back. But uh, interesting. And you get it as a kid from California. I could see why he wouldn't mind playing out there. But uh, I would lean on the fact that Brady is still retired nonetheless. Uh, but the Colts don't have a quarterback yet, and they're still sitting at plus 140. Uh, you look at the AFC West. Uh, and you start to look at the Chiefs at plus 120 now, Broncos at plus 200, Chargers at 350, and my Raiders, the Raiders I've been loving and trying to back uh, all last year and into this year, sitting at 10 to 1. And, and it's interesting because the Raiders' odds didn't really move based off the Broncos' acquisition of Russell Wilson. Um, I don't know. I mean, again, uh, Russell Wilson, I'm not sure where he is. As far as if you're going to rank the AFC West quarterbacks, clearly it's Mahomes one. Have we jumped too much on the Justin Herbert train? I'm not saying the kid isn't good. I'm not saying he's not going to have a long career. But maybe, maybe, just maybe, we have uh, overvalued him at this point in time and where he is. Again, I think Brandon Staley is a good coach. I think he's one of the better young coaches in the league. But after the way that team played last year, it gives me a little bit of pause. Now, again, they get Khalil Mack. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball after the trade that they had with the Chicago Bears. This is a Chargers team that feels like they're going all in. But that's going to be a bloodbath of a division, man. I mean, it really is. I mean, no, there's not an easy game for any of those teams in the AFC West. Um, the rest of the, the other two divisions, AFC North, Bengals, Ravens, Browns, and Steelers, in that order of favorites. Uh, you see the Browns installed at plus 340, and they just acquire Amari Cooper, yesterday now again i don't expect to move amari cooper to move the needle all that much in terms of the odds but what i think the browns are saying is that they are uh they, they, they want to give baker mayfield a chance here um you know and rumors are now starting to fly that jarvis landry may be a guy that they're going to move off on uh and that teams can can call the browns for trade offers but uh, when you talk about the receiving core of Landry and Cooper, you know, the tight ends that they have with Njoku and Hooper, clearly they have Nick Chubb. You know, you're putting consistent weapons around Baker Mayfield with a chance for that team to actually, you know, perform consistently on offense uh, and with, with a defense that really should be very, very good again. So uh, I am not going to back the Bengals. They're probably overpriced at this point in time. Uh, where they are, they I don't think that they should be the favorite to win this division. As you look at them uh, tied with the Ravens, uh, the Ravens are probably the most complete team. As long as they don't have the rash of injuries they had last year, they should be the toughest to beat. Uh, but again, the Steelers also at plus 650. What does the quarterback carousel do for them? Might be a good time to get another Steelers. Do you really believe they're going to the well with Mason Rudolph? I don't. Um, do you really believe they're going to go to the well with just a rookie quarterback? I don't. I think there's too many options out there for them to not really seek something um, that is more viable at this point in time. I think they'd still draft a rookie quarterback, but I think they would put a a veteran in that spot that's not named Mason Rudolph uh, to to try and, you know, be a lot more competitive. Again, Ben Roethlisberger and his rag arm falling off dragged them to the playoffs last year. Granted, not in very impressive fashion, but, you know, uh, I should say they dragged Ben to the playoffs. So it's a good enough roster otherwise to make the postseason. But let's see what they do. And then, of course, AFC East, no reason to look anywhere there but the Buffalo Bills at minus 200, one of the heaviest favorites out there, along with the Green Bay Packers, who are minus 200 in the NFC North. Vikings at plus 320, Bears at 750, Lions 12 to 1. 
again, I, I really want to show some love to the Vikings because I think Kirk Cousins is is criminally underrated uh, as a quarterback, and he gets a lot of blame for things that necessarily aren't his fault. The Vikings defense was awful last year, um, and you get rid of Mike Zimmer, uh, you, you bring in uh, a different head coach, and you try to see uh, where this whole thing can go. Um, and again, it's an offensive-minded head coach, so clearly they have the weapons on offense, but this is a team that needs to fix themselves on the defensive side of the ball if they have any chance at overtaking the Packers. Uh, NFC South, a wide-open division. Now is the time probably to get in on the Panthers to win that thing at plus 400 because if you believe they're going to get Deshaun Watson, they will have the best quarterback in that division. And I don't think that is even a stretch to say. No disrespect to Matt Ryan. He's been around a long time, but uh, I take Deshaun Watson over Matt Ryan every single day of the week and twice on Sundays when they snap the ball at 1 o'clock. So if you're going to get in on the Panthers – now probably the time to do it because once they get Deshaun Watson, that may even move to minus money um, for the Panthers, um, you know, to, to win that division. Like, it wouldn't shock me at all uh, for them to leapfrog both the Saints and the Buccaneers. NFC East, the Commanders, after acquiring Carson Wentz, they are now plus 400 behind the Cowboys who are laying um, or their negative minus money at 135. Uh, heavy favorites there. Eagles and Commanders at plus 400. The Giants really... Uh, at 10 to one. Uh, the question is, is how much do you trust the commanders to be able to win, to, to win enough games, to win a division? How much do you trust their defense? I don't even think it's about Carson Wentz for Washington. And I've said that, I said that yesterday on points spread Saturday. I'll say it again. I'll continue to say it. The problem with Washington last year wasn't necessarily their offense. And I know their offense had problems, whether it was Taylor Heineke, Ryan Fitzpatrick, or whoever else was in there playing quarterback for them. Their defense was bad last year. There, two years ago, their defense was top five. Last year, in the first six games of the year, they they allowed more than 30 points per game, and they never got right. Chase Young got hurt, didn't finish the season. Uh, this is a defense that statistically two years ago was one of the top five defenses in the league and certainly was great at getting to the quarterback. That didn't happen last year. If they fix the defense, I tr yes, I 100% believe that Carson Wentz could win this division. It doesn't have to be all that good. Uh, he really doesn't if the defense is good enough. Um, and they have the talent. It's just a going Ron Rivera to fix the defense. So you're banking more on the defense than you are anything else in the NFC East uh, when it comes to Washington. Uh, I don't think the Cowboys are a bad bet. The only problem is if you want to buy into the trend, I think it's the last 15 years in a row, you haven't had back-to-back -back winners in the NFC East. It's, it's over a decade um, that you haven't had back-to-back -back winners in the NFC East. So uh, you keep getting these this turnover. Uh, is there any reason to invest in the Giants? Maybe if you're a Giants fan, that's about it, and hope and pray for the best. But um, I don't think the Giants are, are going to be competent enough uh, in year one under Brian Dable and this new regime. Uh, I don't know if there's enough moves that they can make to sort of uh, be worth a bet at 10-1. to 1. In the NFC West, it should be another bloodbath again, save the Seattle Seahawks, who also – may do something at quarterback. I don't think they're going to start Drew Locke, um, but their odds have dropped to plus 800. You're looking at the Rams plus 160, the Niners plus 180, and the Cardinals plus 330. And I would assume in that plus 180 line for the Niners is baked into the fact that you're probably going to see Trey Lance as the starter. Um, it would be surprising, again, if Jimmy G is under center. Uh, another guy I think that takes a, a ton of flack that's not as bad as people want him to be. I'm not saying he's great. I'm not saying that he's going you a Super Bowl, clearly he hasn't, but he's gotten you there and he's gotten you to an NFC championship game. So he can't be all that bad. Um, probably not a guy that's going to carry you for long periods of stretches as a quarterback, but um, certainly a guy that that will get shorter or longer odds than than I would expect. And it's not worth backing. It's it, <laughs> certainly a guy as I stumble on my own.
Certainly a guy that's going to get longer odds than expected. And I don't think it's a bad idea to back him because you're going to see some value uh, with Jimmy G. So, um, but again, why bet against the Rams at this point in time? All right, coming up next, uh, we'll dive into the NFL draft. We'll look some more at these odds in the quarterback carousel with Eric Edholm of Yahoo Sports. Make sure you stay with us here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Mark Zinno. This is Point Spread Sunday. Back with more right after this. This is Point Spread Sunday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Get everything you need to bet the madness this year with 24-7 streaming, daily best bet emails, and our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, and strategy for only $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game in every round of the tournament. Get analysis from our experts, including Greg Hoops-Peterson, Matt Humans, Jonathan Van Tobel, and Tim Murray. They have insights on every key team, conference, and player to watch from the favorites to the potential Cinderella's. Sign up today to get the betting guide, plus full access to VSIN through April 5th for only $19 at vsin.com slash madness. Welcome back into Point Spread Sunday. I'm Mark Zinno. Give me a follow on Twitter at Mark Zinno, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. Highly recommend the Hoops Madness, guys. It is absolutely worth the $19. If you are somebody who dives into numbers and stats uh, and comparisons, you're going to get everything in one spot. No fumbling through web pages and everything else. All, all of it is in the Hoops Madness Guide. So worth your time uh, and worth the, the information that you're going to get to place a wager during the NCAA tournament. All right, let's get back to the NFL here and welcome in from Yahoo Sports, NFL writer covering the NFL draft and more. He is Eric Edholm here on Point Spread Sunday. Double E, good morning and welcome. Good morning to you. What's up? Oh, it is wonderful to lose an hour of sleep when you have twins, as you well understand. <laughs> I was just going to make a joke about that. I thought, oh, okay, I'll I'll skip it this year. But yes, it is it is true. Uh, every day it happens. Yeah. So uh, you never you never sleep when you have when you have twins like Eric and I do. All right, uh, let's. Get to the NFL draft here right off the bat. Uh, Evan Neal has risen to the top uh, as the likely favorite to be the number one overall pick. I mean, it would make complete sense for the Jaguars. they got to protect Trevor Lawrence if they ever hope to have any sort of successism long term. Um, but, I mean, is there any way that the Jaguars could trade back uh, and not take Evan Neal? And he's not the first guy off the board. Yeah, I, you know, it's funny. I, I went into combine week thinking Neil was probably the most likely, and then uh, Ika McWanu from NC State, the other fellow offensive lineman who's got sort of a different build and a, and a different set of skills. You know, I thought he had a chance to uproot him. I, I just didn't know if the Jaguars would, would consider another position because I think the chances of, of trading down this year while maybe simmering and getting a little bit better, I, I still think are pretty low. And, you know, overall, I just sort of said to myself, is this a team that's going to, you know, want to add another edge rusher up front? You know, Josh Allen was a first-round pick, and, you know, um, uh, uh, Caleb on Chase on was a first-round pick. I was trying to remember who the other rusher they got was. And, you know, it just sort of felt like, all right, maybe, a, a, you know, too much of a good thing. But I'm starting to hear that Aiden Hutchinson is very much in play for the number one pick. And I think it has a lot to do with, Number one, he's just a really good football player. He's got a little bit of versatility to him. He can rush inside on third downs. He stood up a little bit more last year. And I think the biggest factor, and when I got a few minutes with Doug Peterson at the Combine you know, by himself, 
I said, you know, taking a tackle at number one, what he said, he's got to be special. He's got to be truly special, be ready to start from day one, a true difference maker. And I don't know that they think either uh, Neil or Iquano is. And I expect that he looks at Hutchinson as one of those sort of Chris Long type guys and high character, high floor, you know, low bust rate. I think that's really what the Jaguars want. So, yes, protecting Lawrence is important, but I'm hearing a lot of Hutchinson buzz all of a sudden this week. Yeah, bust rate and Jaguars seem to go together like peanut butter and jelly. So, uh, hit on the pick there. Uh, they have Malik Willis installed as the first quarterback off the board. I, I look, it's way early in this process, though, right? Even though we're, we're we're a little more than a month out from the draft, we know how much white noise is going yeah. to get out. Who's going to rise and everything else? Uh, this is as much as. These quarterbacks in this draft class aren't really all that lauded like we've seen other ones. Uh, there are a lot of quarterback needy teams, and you look right at the top of the draft. The Texans, once they move on from Watson, are going to need a quarterback. Um, you know, the Panthers need a quarterback. I mean, you know, there are dozens of teams that can move up in this thing uh, at the top of the draft. You could argue the Lions could take a quarterback uh, and move off Jared Goff at some point here in the near future. But uh, how does that play out? Um, and do you think Willis will be the first quarterback taken? Yeah, and there are a few teams stalking right behind that. Obviously, Seattle's now moved into the nine hole, and they suddenly have you know much more draft ammo than they did a you know not long ago. And you know, Washington, Minnesota, eleven, twelve; those are teams that I think are poised to make a move for the right guys there. Yet, yeah, I mean, my thinking is this: I mean, Kenny Pickett. You know, if you told me right now that you had a you know the Kreskin hat and that he was going to end up being the best quarterback in this class, it wouldn't shock me at all, right? But I think teams are more willing to roll the dice on the Josh Allen wild card factor, right? Like the guy with the, the higher ceiling, yes, he's probably got the lower floor, but, you know, his physical skill set is impressive. And, I mean, he can huck it. And reminds me a little bit of Allen in, in, in that he's a sort of unmolded piece of clay a little bit coming out of college. They're not the same quarterback, but you get the idea, I think. And so I just feel like there's there's – more to lose, yeah, but more more to gain if you if you trade up for him or if you take him first off the board. So, <clears throat> you know, I could make a case for him. I don't think Detroit at two. I just the sense I get is no. I don't think Houston at three. But boy, I mean, even starting with the Giants at five, you you know, if they're not thrilled with with Daniel Jones, and then on with Carolina, et cetera. You know, really that next six-pick run, I think, is, is where a quarterback could first go off the board. And, you know, could you make a case for Pickett? Sure. But I, I suspect that the allure of Willis and what he might be one day uh, is just going to be a little bit more attractive. Let's pivot because uh, you mentioned the Carolina Panthers installed as the favorite right now to land Deshaun Watson. Uh, is this a, a compensation package that includes three first-round picks? Will, will the Texans hold out for that? I mean, they have to feel a lot better about their chances of doing so now, <laughs> you know, especially with Rodgers uh, settling back in Green Bay and, you know, Wilson landing in Denver. The, you know, Wentz got back more than I think a lot of people, you know, I mean, everybody anticipated that was a salary dump and, you know, Colts ended up getting a couple of respectable picks. So <laughs> the, the need for a quarterback has, has gone up and the supply has gone down. So that usually means that, you know, the price is going to be pretty hefty. I think there's still some some hurdles to overcome, not necessarily legal, but people just wanting to, you know, dot their I's, cross their T's, make sure ownership is, is on board. I would think that, 
you know, the, that in Carolina there's a level of desperation there with Matt Rule's job being on the line and David Tepper, the owner, seemingly, you know, putting his thumb on the scale, so to speak, and, and, and influencing the direction of the team, I think, in a, in a, in a significant way. Scott Fitter, second-year GM, you know, certainly he had his Russell Wilson moment when he was, you know, second or third in command up there, and I think he knows how important that position is and that they don't have it right now. So they have to be in play. The question is, you know, does, does Watson want to go there? And is Tampa Bay a more alluring uh, destination? Is Seattle something he's interested in? So there will be other bidders. The question, obviously, is, you know, who, who offers the best price. And, you know, can't rule out Carolina and their level of uh, uh, desire to, to get up there and, and get somebody of impact. I was talking last segment about the Steelers. I don't believe that they are going to start a season with Mason Rudolph. Uh, I don't know if it's wise for them to start this season with a rookie quarterback. The roster that they have and how, uh, you know, Ben Roethlisberger sort of had to be dragged to the playoffs last year, what was left of his arm. Uh, and so are the Steelers a team that you think, and given their organizational pedigree, if you will, you know, they're pretty confident in the moves that they make and don't really allow people to question it. But to me, it would be a head-scratcher if they started Mason Rudolph next year. Are they in the market for a quarterback, do you feel, and who, who would it be? Yeah, I, I do indeed. And, and yeah, it's, it's funny because it's really not in the, in the Steelers' nature to be hyper-aggressive for one of these moves. I mean, you know, we saw them move up 10 picks in round one for Kevin Bush, a linebacker, a few years ago. We've seen them make, you know, moderately aggressive moves for players they like, that sort of thing. You know, the, the, the very rare spreege and splash, that sort of deal. But I, I'm i starting to think Willis is playing for them. I, I mean, not just because Mike Tomlin was, you know, getting up to, to Malik at the Cedar Bowl. And, you know, of course, everybody downplayed that and everything. But I, I can see a short-term veteran, whether it's, again, I'm, I'm like you. I think we've probably seen enough of Rudolph the Steelers for now say otherwise. I suspect that language will change if they have the option to get somebody. It's kind of a bridge quarterback type. I don't know if that, you know, Garoppolo, Mariota, whoever it may be. But I would not be completely stunned to see them back it up with, with a, a quarterback pick. Now, it may, it may not end up being Willis, but I, I still think they end up drafting one in, in the first couple of rounds. Real quick, Eric, 30 seconds. Is Tom Brady under center yeah. week one for somebody? Uh, I still say no, even though, boy, it didn't take a lot to come back with the, the hints about next year. So well, I, I might be a little uh, on the wrong side of this, but I, I still say no, even though there has I'm been that buzz out there. I know. I'm with you 100%. Eric at home, Yahoo Sports. Make sure you check out all his draft coverage, Yahoo Sports. Thanks so much for the time this morning, brother. I appreciate it. Stay well. All right, man. Catch up on that rest. See you. <laughs> you got it. All right. We'll catch up on rest and next we'll catch up on major league baseball yes baseball is back what do the odds look like for the world series and who's the favorite that's next here on point spread sunday i'm mark zimmo thank you for watching and listening to beast and the sports betting network at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the juicy. podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Point Spread Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Get an early start on your college hoops tournament betting with VSEN's full court bracket betting coverage. Starting tomorrow with six hours of free live video streaming, VSEN.com, including the full bracket reveal and opening lines for every game. The VSEN College Hoops experts, including Greg Hoops Peterson, Matt Humans, JVT, Tim Murray, will analyze every game and discuss with the bookmakers making the lines to find the best early value. Don't wait for the lines to move. Start your bracket in round one tournament betting with the VEASAN College Hoops experts tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern free on VEASAN.com. Welcome back in to Point Spread Sunday. I'm Mark Zeno. Appreciate you starting your Sunday morning with us here. Conference Championship Sunday, five games in the College Hoops slate tonight. 
or this afternoon, I should say, uh, you talk, talk about the Big Ten and SEC finals. You have the A-10 final, the American, and the Ivy. Five more tickets to the dance punch today. And, of course, tonight we'll have the bracket reveal, as we just told you. And VEASAN will have all the coverage you need of the NCAA tournament. So make sure you keep it locked it right here to VEASAN and VEASAN.com for all of your NCAA tournament betting and uh, and handicapping information. So we'll get back to the NCAA uh, coming up next hour as well. We will talk with Adam Trigger of Wager Talk. He has all five games handicapped for today. We'll look at some tournament futures as well. So we still have lots to do right after the top of the hour. NBA slate for today, a couple of games that I like. We'll get you that coming up as well. Still lots to do here on Point Spread Sunday. Again, thank you so much for spending your Sunday morning with us. Folks, baseball is back, thankfully, we have figured this whole thing out. And I say we, I mean, not meaning me. Uh, the owners and the players have figured all this out. And we're going to get some baseball to watch uh, coming up here within the next month. 162 games ready and raring to go. So now that we have baseball to play, we have odds to look at and wagers to make when it comes to uh, some of these teams to win the World Series. But before you look at the teams, you got to really still look at the free agent landscape and what is going on and who is still available out there. It has been sort of a quiet time over the last couple of months, and you may have forgotten that the Texas Rangers have Corey Seager and Marcus Seaman, that the Seattle Mariners got Robbie Ray, the Mets got Max Scherzer uh, and Sterling Marte, the Blue Jays signed Kevin Gosman, uh, the Cubs got Marcus Stroman. So a lot of moves have been made already. Uh, with more to come. And there are still some notable free agents out there, including Carlos Correa, Freddie Freeman, uh, Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, Trevor Story, Kenley Jansen, and Jorge Soler. So there's still a lot to do uh, for some of these teams that would change their odds fairly dramatically. Uh, and, and Correa is a guy, I mean, look, you know the, the major players here are going to be the Yankees, uh, the Dodgers. You expect maybe the Red Sox to get involved. Uh, some of these higher spending teams that don't really mind continually getting out there. Will the Nationals get back in play or will they stand pat kind of deal? But, you know, Correa looks like he would be a fit for the Yankees. I would tell you the Yankees have also been rumored in the Freddie Freeman sweepstakes. I think the Yankees would be better off with Freeman than Correa. Um, that's just personally, you know, me. And you look at the construct of the Yankees and what they really need. Again, if they could hang on to Anthony Rizzo, I wouldn't be upset. If Anthony Rizzo was a cheaper alternative at first base compared to Freddie Freeman, and then you go get Correa, I think that's fine. I think the Luke Voigt experiment is over for the Yankees. Uh, it was fun. It was nice. The guy's like like a big corn-fed mule. Uh, he's just a huge, you know, corn husker of a guy, and and that's nice and it's fun and people like him. And he hit the ball out of the ballpark during the COVID-shortened year. Great. I don't know if that's sustainable over the long haul. Um, and I don't know if that's the guy that they're going to trust to be able to do that over the long haul. So this is a spot here where, you know, the Yankees don't need to re recreate the Greg Bird experiment. It's over. Just move on from it and, and and either go get Freddie Freeman or you allow them to sit there and stay with Anthony Rizzo as a smaller, cheaper alternative, maybe a shorter term deal, three or four year deal as opposed to seven, six or seven years that Freeman wants. Um, but Correa and Freeman are probably the two biggest impact free agents here on the market and where they're going to go. And, of course, how can you not talk about the Atlanta Braves when you talk about Freddie Freeman? Because they're still going to be in this conversation. I've covered the Braves here in Atlanta, and uh, this is a team and an ownership group. Remember, this is not an owner. It's an ownership group called Liberty Media. Uh, the Braves are a, a line on the balance sheet, uh, and it's one that they are very focused on as far as what they spend on it because – 
as most professional sports teams do, they make money hand over fist. And so whether you win or lose, whether you win 100 games or lose 100 games, guess what? Most baseball teams are all still really profitable. And so I'm not sure the Braves, as much as they want Freddie Freeman back, uh, and Alex Anthopoulos, the GM, wants Freeman back, he's going to have the ability to sign a seven-year deal. Uh, unless it is something favorable for the Braves in the way the deal is constructed or uh, how it's laid out, whatever it may be, yeah, I, I don't I don't know that there is much of a – the Braves are in this thing, but again, I don't think there'll be a team that can flex. I think there's always going to be a team that's going to outbid them. Um, and, and same thing with Jorge Soler, their, their World Series hero, the guy who hit a ball in Houston that still hasn't landed yet. Uh, that's a guy that they could probably bring back on the cheap, and it's more of a Braves-centric deal. Two or three years, X number of dollars that they know that they can control the money on. Um, you know, Again, they got Ronald Acuna and Ozzie Albies, the Braves did, at really cheap deals. Uh, and, and that's fine. Uh, but this is a Braves team again that their payroll has never really gone above 150 million. Like their opening day payroll for somehow always ends up being around 120 million. That's it. It's not a lot. Uh, and granted, they've had the ability to go up during the year, but when they hit a reset button at the end of every year, it's like we're coming back down to 100 million. We'll spend a little bit and get us up to the 120s, and we're done. So um, if you're going to pay Freddie Freeman 35 million, it's going to between Freeman. Albies and Acuna, that's going to take up uh, probably a, f- a third of their cap or a third of their budget, I should say, for a team that really, you know, um, doesn't spend a whole lot on three players. So we'll see how they get involved. Um, you know, Anthony Rizzo, again, I think is an interesting story where he's going to go. I, I think that the loser of the Freddie Freeman sweepstakes tries to jump on on Anthony Rizzo or even Kyle Schwarber for that matter. Uh, I think both of those guys are probably cheaper options. Uh, where does Chris Bryant fit into the whole thing? Uh, depending on what you're looking for, uh, a power bat and a third baseman slash outfielder, a guy who can play both positions, certainly has a lot of value. But I think Correa probably is the – Correa and Freeman are the first two dominoes to fall when it comes to uh, this next round of free agents being signed. If you look at the World Series odds, according to DraftKings, Dodgers are the favorite at plus 700, Astros and Yankees at 9-1, to Mets at 10-1, to Blue Jays and White Sox at 11-1. You see the Padres and Braves at 12 and the Brewers at 15 and down the line. Again, some of these teams here, and, and the Mets seem to be, it, it's so hard to, to to back the Mets, right? Because they, they're, they make the moves that would make the line make sense, right? Like, it, it, yes, you get Max Scherzer. So obviously, Matt, Matt Scherzer and, and Noah Syndergaard, they're going to have a pitching staff that's going to be off the charts good. Um, but somehow the Mets always seem to mess it up and and end up not being as good as you want them to be. And so uh, tough for me to back them. The Blue Jays and White Sox are interesting. I think those are teams that continue to fly under the radar. Could they make noise? Again, the problem for the Blue Jays, more than the White Sox, is they play in the division with the Yankees and the Rays, who are always going to be very good, right? So you're 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 walking into a situation where um, you've you've not only got to to beat those teams just to make the playoffs and you have to get through the playoffs to win the world series. So the deck is stacked a little bit against the blue Jays when it comes to it. And by the way, you see the Rays there at 16 to one. Why not take a flyer on them again? There's literally no reason not to, you know, they're going to be competitive. You know, they're going to be good. They're extremely well coached. It doesn't matter where they play or uh, what their uniform says. That's a team that shows up. And when their win total comes out and it's in the low 80s, in the mid 80s, around 83, 84, 85 games, take the over again because that's what I did last year. The two overs I took last year were the Rays and the Braves. Braves didn't cash, Rays did. 
So um, do it again. There's there's no reason not to. Uh, the White Sox, depending on what their win total looks like, I think you probably find some value there. If they are in the 87-88 range, that's probably a 90 win once again. Um, it's hard for me to find value in, in betting win total overs for teams like the Yankees, the Dodgers, uh, and the Astros, even though they'll probably all get home and get you a cover. I just don't know the price that you're going to pay is worth it um, for those teams. What will the Braves win total look like this year? Um, they were at, I think, 91 last year, and they didn't get there. Obviously, they struggled uh, for a better part of the season. But um, that's a team, if they sign Freddie Freeman again, probably going to win 90 games again. Uh, so depending on where, where their win total is, and the Padres are going to be interesting as well. Um, we we overpriced them last year, hindsight being 2020. We thought they were going to be this, this great team. They played in really a murderous division because the Giants were so good last year along with the Dodgers. But I think there's value on the Padres to bounce back this year um, and, and possibly make a lot of noise. If you see where their win total is. If you get 87, 88, they have the talent and the roster to be a 90-win team once again and go back to the postseason. So uh, a lot to get excited about with Major League Baseball. Still plenty left to discuss as we go further down the line here. Once we clear March Madness and spring training starts and everything else, we'll start to see some of these lines and these pictures take take shape and take form as to which one of these teams will be clear favorites, but still lots of free agency work left to do in Major League Baseball. All right, coming up next, uh, we got NBA games today to focus on. Again, next hour, we'll get back into college hoops as we have five games to close out conference championship weekend. Still lots more to do here on Beeson. Hour number two coming up next. I'm Mark Zinno. Follow me on Twitter at Mark Zinno, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. Thanks for watching and listening to Point Spread Sunday here on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. 
to the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.